Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's not too late to tank. Welcome to another episode of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I am Philadelphia 76ers fan, Daniel Hardigan. Basketball season has returned. Thank God. I'm joined by a man who has loved and who has lost, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Just donate your knees, people. We need knees. Uh, To my right is a man who wouldn't be caught dead at FedEx Field, Washington football fan Jamel Johnson. Well, I wouldn't be caught dead spending money there. I'd go, but I'm sneaking in sandwiches. And lastly, joining us today, a man who was born in Cleveland, raised a Browns fan, and still is, even with four other California teams to choose from. Please welcome Yusuf Ali to the show. I'm in this bitch. (laughs) What's up? All right, let's start the show the way we always do. Danny Solomon, what'd you hate about watching football this week? Well, you know, I think there are a lot of things to hate about what transpired this week for my team and, of course, in the NFL in general, blah, blah, blah. But I think what this situation with Patrick Mahomes has really taught me is that what I hate most about football, above all of the small, petty shit that we talk about every week, the real reason I hate football is hope. The hope that you have every year, every week, for every season. Frederick Nietzsche once said, hope in reality is the worst of all evil because it prolongs the torments of man. And I believe that's true. You know, I thought this in the beginning of the season, if you had told me Patrick Mahomes was going to go down with a knee injury, I thought it would be a living nightmare. I thought I would just be throwing up blood, watching the replay over and over again every day for months. But then it actually happened in the game. I saw it. And the feeling that I felt watching that nightmare come true was a strange calm. Like that feeling that the fear and the stress of another season of football was finally over. It it was nice. It felt good to not have to worry anymore. I was just like, okay, season's over. We can just move on. I can live my life. And then the next day, positive reports start coming in. Oh, no, it might just be three weeks. Oh, his knee is his knee didn't dislocate so far that the ligaments broke. He could actually come back in a couple games. You just have to watch Matt Moore for three, four games, then stress every single game after that that Mahomes won't bust his kneecap again, but also that he has to win all five of those games so that we can get into the fucking playoffs. Now I have to worry about all this shit again. I am back in hell. It's the hope 
that torments us. Nietzsche was right. He's going to come back stronger, Danny. His ankle's going to be healed. He's going to look like himself. Is he? Is anything good ever going to happen to anybody? It's only the Patriots. Somehow, all good things just happen to the Pats. And it's fucking ridiculous. They're the least deserving people in the world. How does Trump keep winning? Trump just keeps on winning. People just keep supporting him. People just keep allowing the Patriots to win. There's no hope. There's no God. Trump just traded for Mohamed Sanu. Yusuf, what did you hate about watching football this week? Actually, that's what I hated the most because it was a bye week for my team. So I hated not watching football. Because so, usually I'm so much of a Browns fan that be, after the Browns game is usually a loss. I don't want to watch. I don't even want to see a football. I don't want to watch <laughs> pee wee football, pro football, college football. I don't watch my nephew run around with his football. I don't want to see Madden. I don't care nothing about football when we lose. So, so the only other thing worse is a bye week. So like this week, I can tell you what. I tell you what. Two weeks ago, I hated it, and it wasn't a week a bye week. It was because we played the 49ers. And I went to my beloved new Browns bar to watch it, and it had the goddamn Dodgers game on, because it was a Dodgers game. So good thing they lost. But yeah, so I, I guess the only thing I hated this week was not being able to watch the Browns, and I hate that everybody. Or the second thing I hated was the most that office joke that everybody tell you when your team don't play. Well, you can't lose this week. I hated I hated hearing that joke four times. That's what I hated the most about this week. Oh, Jamal Johnson, what'd you hate this week? Um, I guess what I hated was um, my entire region. Like, there's a weird thing going on in D.C. where, like, half the city, particularly the black half, there's, like, 50% Cowboys fans. And they've got this weird relationship. And I feel like other teams don't do this. Maybe my beef is specifically with Cowboys fans. I just don't like the way they post. They're posting too much. And after every win, it's like a ridiculous amount of excitement. And it's always just like some picture of a baby with the classic meme font. Like, hey, this is how I look when the Cowboys win. And I feel like other teams aren't doing that. I feel like I know a ton of Eagles fans. And y'all don't really post like that when you win. You talk to people. You get in their actual human face. And you're like, Hey, we won. This is why you're some shit. Cowboys fans are getting nothing but memes, little cute videos. And then uh, Skins fans, we're like responding. Like whenever they lose, we're posting shit as if we won, but we also suck. And I just want both sides to just put the phones down and just remember both of these teams are actual dog shit. And we don't need all of the media. That's what I don't like. Well said. You know, you guys get mad at me when we walk around and I'm in an Eagles hat and somebody says, go birds. But the real problem are Cowboys fans. They're well, there's so many more of these people. Yeah. That is and not the real problem that I've been seeing. It's <laughs> you said that there's that you have somewhat the, of a problem with it. First off, you dress up in Eagles shit every single day. It's, it's embarrassing. Almost every day. It's embarrassing. And then you walk down the street. Near game day, Thursday, Friday, when people are starting to get heated up, and we have to deal with hundreds upon hundreds of idiots yelling out some kind of Eagles bullshit, and then you guys go out there and lose. So what's the pride all for? How come we don't have more weird Kansas City Chiefs, 
you know, Buffalo Bills? How come we don't have those kind of people in L.A.? Well, How come it's all people from Philly that have migrated to Los Angeles? I saw a homeless reason? dude with a uh, Peyton Manning coach jersey on. And what's that about? Where did he come from? What's his story? Yeah. I want to know about that guy. I don't want to know about the 10,000th Eagle born fan I in, saw this week. Born in Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> Made it all the way across the country. I mean, I guess that's true. You guys do rep in a way that the Cowboys fan posts, and it is also annoying because you guys are actually worse than the Cowboys. So, you know, leave it alone. Maybe, maybe not. And I blame you personally for making me watch that bum-ass Cowboys game because you're a friend of mine and I wanted to believe in something and y'all gave me nothing. So that's your fault, Daniel. Thanks for nothing. Y'all teams are in the same division, right? Yes. Yeah, so I, I go through that when people post Steelers or Raven stuff. Like, so I hate seeing it. I don't have to worry about the Bengals because the Bengals are pure shit this year. <laughs> but, yeah, the Steelers still got a bunch of fans in the Ravens. But the, but the Steelers are also shit. Are they yeah, number they – are. are they – and that's just because of the circumstances yeah, of this right yeah, now. Cause yeah, because overall they still – people still believe in them. It's like us. Like, no matter how bad the Browns are, we still going to show up. We still going to show out. We still going to root. We still going to, like, just put our all into that roller coaster of a team. It, emotional roller coaster of a team. It does feel like even when those AFC North teams are bad, they still want to spoil it for another team that's trying to yeah, make it the least into the playoffs. When you, the got, least when you got Ben Roethlisberger, alleged rapist, uh, two time, two time alleged rapist, back to back, and we use that word alleged very sarcastically. <laughs> uh, you have him on the sideline the entire season. You think, okay, just fold it up. Save it for next season. You know, start working on your plan. Don't worry about Devlin Hodges. Don't give him real plays to play. Just, you know, just just use the season for a lot of learning. Nope, they're going to try to win a couple of games. It's bullshit. Give those wins to the needy. Yeah, man. Yeah. And they need a bunch over it. I, I, I actually kind of feel sorry for Pittsburgh fans. Only just slightly because I, I want to beat them. I take any win over them. But I do want to beat them. I want to beat Ben, but I guess we'll beat whoever they got throwing the ball. It don't matter as long as we win. I don't care. Yeah, Steelers fan finds himself in a strange situation. They've been, you know, over 500 probably the last, for all of um, – Forever. Forever, <laughs> yeah. And now their coach is being talked about being traded to D.C. because his kid <laughs> goes to school there. They have to deal with this crap that other teams have to deal with, and they finally are mired in rumors. It's fun. Um Okay, I want to talk about what I didn't like this week, or what I hated, actually. And I don't know how we haven't gotten to this yet this year, but this Monday Night Football halftime show. <laughs> Have you guys seen this thing yet? It is it is a black and white like rock and roll performance by some band for 17-year-olds. It has nothing to do with the game. It's pre-taped. They're not even in front of the, the football crowd. It is one of the worst things I can remember in the history of television, the Genesis halftime show, you know, because we all want to watch a music video sponsored by Hyundai during football. Oh, is that what it, I thought it was just the band Genesis playing over Sega. and over they, Look, I would prefer that somebody playing <laughs> Sega against each other. Uh, Phil Collins would be great. Just a little fucking, like, some Sonic. Why know? not so anything? Sonic 2 with Tails. Anything else at halftime. Something cool, like a marching Read the band. the first page of the Bible. A guy juggling. <laughs> Some magic. Just fucking anything. <laughs> David Blaine encases himself in a coffin of ice <laughs> for you... two days, but he, he 
he they pull him out at halftime. Yeah. The official YouTube page for uh, the the Genesis halftime show has two hundred subscribers. <laughs> this is something that happens at fucking <laughs> halftime of Monday Night Football. That is insanely low. That's like the list. That's like the amount of people listening to this fucking show. Mm. You know what makes me happy about that is that there is some like corporate executive douchebag who pitched that shit who now has to go into the Friday meeting and give their boss the numbers on the Genesis halftime show <laughs> and feel so humiliated in front of all of their coworkers. Every executive in television is a douchebag. I just want to throw that out there. But I will say the Hyundai Genesis is a nice vehicle. The halftime show is not working, but the Hyundai is. That's it. You don't even know how the Hyundai looks. It looked like a the, big Bentley. It's in every one of these videos that's in black and white for some re- reason. Here's the list of people who've performed on this halftime show so far this year. Fallout Boy, Five Seconds of Summer, G Easy, Brantley Gilbert, Charlie Puth, and Blink one eighty two. Hey, Blink one eighty two is not for seventeen year olds. It's not. It's for f- people who were seventeen forty years ago. Or twenty years ago. I, I blame Jay Z. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Jay-Z, too. We have talked about when Jay-Z becomes commissioner of football because he is positioning himself that way. When he moves the Bills to Brooklyn, and it's the Brooklyn Bills, and he is in charge of everything. Uh, Yeah. There will be more black and white music videos, I guess is what we're saying. That halftime show will be one of his 99 problems. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're going to do a segment this week because the trade deadline is fast approaching. Um we already we had a trade this morning as we brought up Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots for a second round pick. Seems a little steep. Feels like Josh Gordon is basically the same player, only better. But I guess he's hurt. Um, so we're gonna do a, a dream trade scenario. What would you trade right now in football? Dan, you want to start? I thought about this trade. Um, I, I think this this is a good trade for for really for the fans for the fans of football. I believe a perfect trade for this season. We should trade out the officials' yellow flags for little pieces of dog shit. Now, hear me out. Every time they want to throw one of those fucking flags that stalls the game, that bores everyone for at least two minutes while they figure it all out, they have to get their hands covered in dirty, wet dog shit. Whoa. So the dog shit is just loose in their pockets? It's just loose. It's it is it could be colored yellow, but <laughs> it is it is a piece of fresh dog poop that they, they have, have to pull out and in throw. A, in a satchel, some sort of okay. So it's in a plastic bag. It's in their pockets. It's but it's in there. their pockets. It's sitting there. Yeah. They keep it's to keep it warm. <laughs> and then when they and then they get replenished before the next play. Absolutely. So if you if you're like Hmm, was that holding? I'm not sure. Maybe I should reach in my pocket, pull the flag. Oh, wait, it's dirty dog shit. Do I really need to throw this flag? Not really. That's a good idea. Could be uh, the shit is of the mascots of the two teams. Because we do have sure. some dog mascots. I think the Browns have a dog involved. Who is the Browns mascot? Uh, what was that dog's name? We just retired him, and now it's his son. Yeah. Because he got too old. But is he really his son? I mean, sometimes it feels like a scam. It's just another dog they grab. They have the same birthmark. Oh, well, that is something. Yeah, that is I know evidence. in Hollywood you might just fake the sun, but I feel like in Cleveland they're doing what the real dog name? lineage. You can paint on a birthmark in Cleveland. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, we have War Paint the Horse. 
who is a horse, and a I would also go for horse shit. That would be fine too. <laughs> Some eagle Dolphin droppings. shit, yeah, eagle do- droppings that could work. Bill buffalo shit. Uh, Jamel's team's shit would be controversial, but good luck gathering it. I don't know. Seems it, tough to find. It would just be Case Keenum's shit. He would just have to shit into a bag. Would love to watch it. Uh, I got an idea. Uh, here's one. Um, okay, we we trade my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> got to check the value chart on that. We trade my family for some like equivalent family in Baltimore. Maybe like the family from like the Parenthood. Did they Robert Townsend? <laughs> was that set in Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We become the family from the parenthood, so I can comfortably watch the Ravens, mm. and you assholes leave me alone. You guys will finally get to leave me alone, and I'll be I'll get to live in peace. It feel it would feel so good. I just want to watch the Ravens now, but I know I can't. I'm sorry. Would your family disown you for watching the Ravens? Well, no, we'd all be from Baltimore. So no, we would just new, be down. Your old family. No, no, no. See, my new family is my old family. It is my entire family. <laughs> we are just from Baltimore now. Are you hand selecting the Baltimore family that has to move to DC? Yeah, it's the family from the parenthood. It's oh, a TV okay. family. We are a family on TV from Baltimore, but it's actually shot in Baltimore in my version. We also would trade in the deal comes a couple sound stages. But then they have to go live in Woodbridge? Yeah. Robert Townsend has to live in Woodbridge. I live in Baltimore. I'm a Ravens fan. I'm happy. That's what I want. Or, or if you don't like that deal, we trade Dan Snyder for the deadest corpse. Whoever's the most, whoever's the most dead, one for one. Oh, I like it. I like it. I have a two-team or two-person trade. It's like involved multi, a multiplayer trade. Mm. I want to trade the coach. That's that's becoming a thing now. Yeah. So I want to trade Freddie Kitchens for Prop Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I want to trade Joe Batonio and whoever number seventy eight is on our line <laughs> for two of those Russians in tra- training day that shot up Denzel <laughs> with guns. I think they open up. I think they open up with gun with gun considerations. Oh, dude, your O line would be so stout if you were just allowed to have guns on you. That's actually. Anybody see Last Boy Scout? Yeah, was the. That's the original Guns on the Field film. Can Prop Joe be a player coach? I mean, that dude could play on the line too. I just like his strategy, and I think he can already fit Freddie's hoodie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they don't have to change clothes. Yeah, the wardrobe is perfectly. Just turn off, take off your hoodie. You can put it on inside out. Just a lot put of it big right Baltimore on. deals. A lot of big fictional Baltimore yeah, that deals. Reminded me. Prop <laughs> Joe. Yep. Real Freddy Kitchens. I see some Freddy in him. <laughs> now, could you enjoy some lake trout, Jamel? Is that is? Yeah, is, no problem. Are you into that? Sure, I get down. I go With there. The scales or... on. I go there, or I mean, I would just go to Hip Hop Chicken and Fish, honestly. That's some real downtown Be More stuff for you guys. Hip Hop Chicken and Fish, new sponsor of the show. <laughs> All right, I got a trade. Um, you know, it's more straightforward. I'm going to put my old man hat on for a minute. Uh, I want to trade away field turf and get grass <laughs> back in return. 
I want to get rid of dome stadiums. Give me the outdoor shit. I want the frozen tundra. I want crazy weather games. I want to trade Lincoln Financial Field and get the vet back. I want a scary, mean-ass, nasty stadium that you're afraid to go to, let alone play a fucking game in. I want to make I mean, America great again. No, like no, it no. It's not like that. I, this is all coming from, did you see that Skins 49ers game? They're sliding around in puddles. This is a muddy-ass, old-school game, 9-0. Uh, it played on a grass field at FedEx, one of the last grass fields. I think there's like four or five left that are just actually grass. It's crazy. I mean, Danny, do you want the perfection of the Patriots playing on this fucking field turf stuff? Yeah, it's impressive, but I'd like – part of the fun of football was like drawing up plays in the dirt and getting creative when shit's not going your way. The game used to be so random, and everything could feel different from week to week. And now it's the same game every week. Everybody has the same footing. Every stadium's the same. I'm just saying I like the parody of the old shit, and but that's once, what I mean. I want the Tom, baseball diamond in the middle of the field. That's gone now. That's ridiculous. Come on, that it's hurts fun. people. Look, once Tom Brady dies, and we're all praying he will, then the league opens up into a beautiful flower with all these quarterbacks – Talented quarterbacks launching it. Mahomes, Lamar, Jamel's guy, fucking <laughs> Kirk Cousins even. Just all these great new Baker Mayfield throwing it deep, using the analytics to figure out the open spaces in the field. I, I shat on analytics last week, so I'm a total hypocrite, but I'm just trying <laughs> to be on the opposite side of you. And I'm saying That's let's keep going deep. Let's go crazy. Let's name the field after funnier and funnier shit. The liquid plumber dome, whatever. I'm saying my my favorite memories from playing football were when you're in a crazy weather game. Because all the shit goes out the window, and then it's just like you're just figuring it out. And, like, somebody's going to make a play, and somebody's going to get creative and make a good play call. Like, there was something – I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's being lost. And in, in it's kind of – you know, so when you get the random Niners-Skins uh, game, I love that type of game. 9-0 – no one's passing the ball. It's just old. It's throwback. I thought it was fun. It was. It is fun. I I had to be a contrarian there, but I take it. I take it all back. I'm not. I'm not a fucking incel here. I can agree with you. Yeah, those winter games are fun to watch. Yeah. You Speaks. Can't see the lines on the field or nothing. Man, fuck that. <laughs> Hell no. Play the game in space. I don't want to see that shit. That fucking rain game was garbage. I had to watch the Redskins for three hours run around in a bunch of puddles. It looked dumb as hell. It was awful. There was that clip of, who was it, like Kerrigan or something, just sliding down like 20 yards. That looked like a ton of fun, actually. That was that, a lot of fun. That was real But it was fun. a really bad game. <laughs> Shanahan, those overseas games, they should change those. Definitely. And replace those with, like, old school street tackle on the sidewalk football. Ooh, yeah. Out at the parking yeah, spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, all right. I like that. And have real traffic come. Here's my proposal, though. <laughs> if you want to take... If you want to take the game international, you should do it the Street Fighter way. All over the world in weird locations. You know, next to a fucking, next to like a nuke silo in Russia. And in in a bathhouse in Japan. In a crazy temple in India somewhere. Yeah, you're throwing people through walls. There's like an I elephant mean, there. I was watching. Looking, I mean, Shanahan last week. The the rain and wind were so bad. The dude put his tablet down. I like when they can't use their stupid ass Microsoft tablets. The tablets. Just get the get rid of the tablet. <laughs> yeah. 
He was pissed. Uh, clipboard people, mad as hell. Yeah, exactly. The rain <laughs> fucks it all up. The they NFL terminated. No they terminated their contract with the clipboard. The warehouse full of clipboards. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do with all these clipboards? <laughs> this is why America doesn't make anything anymore. <laughs> all right, let's let's preview next week's games. Uh, we're already at week eight, which is crazy. Uh, speaking of uh, wa- Jamel's team. They're the Thursday game. We got the Skins at Vikings. The Perp Cousins Bowl. <laughs> want to talk about your team? You want to talk about your team? Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Ew. We're going to get destroyed. Kirk Cousins is coming for our heads. And he doesn't even deserve it. But he's hot right now, and he's going to lay us to rest. Might put up 50, the way things are looking. But they, I don't know. They, it's a league of trends. So if he's been hot for – Two and a half, three weeks. Does that mean he lays a dud just because of that's how time works? Like we're not going to play well. He would have to beat himself, but he's been doing that already. No Thielen. Maybe Stefan Diggs was just better than Thielen the whole time, mm. and maybe that's why he was so mad. He was like, "I I understand this white guy can catch, but I'm actually better than him." Hmm. Everything that's happening is making me very upset. Now he gets the ball all the time. Seems to be fine. Is it Haskins time yet this week? When is Haskins time? I mean, this smells like Haskins time. A nice controlled weather game. Nice uh, uh, field made out of uh, old Nike boots that they chopped up. Seems like a good way to get him in there, but I don't know, man. Fuck it. Play him against, like, New York at home. Let's just wait till then. Bottom line is we're lose by 50, and uh, I'm happy for you, Kirk, I, I guess. I didn't want him to be this bad. I didn't want him to be historically bad. I don't want to see him win a Super Bowl, but those first four weeks of the season were embarrassing. What we, on the other side, Vikings, kind of hot. Come, I think they're riding a two-game win streak. Went to Detroit last week, put up big numbers. Uh, you know, everybody was kind of hyping the Lions, and they're, they're not bad, but – Minnesota's taking care of business. Uh, probably going to win this game, and that NFC North is looking crazy right now. It's a three-team race. Last thing I want to say about the Ravens is how dare you guys try to ride the goddamn Mystics' coattails. <laughs> they do this thing that bad teams do. This is, this is a bad team post. Uh, either we're going to show you mad charity work we're doing, or we're going to congratulate the other teams in the city. And it's like, y'all didn't have shit to do with that. <laughs> you don't get to put up a fucking Go Mystics banner in the stadium <laughs> when you're getting shut out. <laughs> no. All right, so we all think the Vikings take that one easily, right? Yeah, plus they the Vikings and the Ravens. Classic race war. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got the O's. The Vikings gonna win, just like they did in real life. <laughs> they, they destroyed all of the Redskins. <laughs> speaking of which, I forgot to mention this up top. The reason why there's so many black Cowboys fans is because the owner in like the 40s said he'd never have a black player on the field. So they do it. So a lot black. of people, yeah, they was like, yeah, we'll just rock with the Cowboys now. <laughs> but then I was born and Doug Williams was there. I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's I just had to sneak that in. All right. All right. Hey, that's the Thursday games. <laughs> Moving on. Sunday, early games. First one, we got Seahawks at Falcons. Wow. This is a fire sale in Atlanta. Sanu's gone. Who's next? 
I don't know. I would love anything. Just I, I would take any pieces off of them. They are a they are a, a corpse hanging out in the sun, and the buzzards should be circling, and we should just pick that carcass clean. I, whatever they got, D line. Vic Beasley, a fucking cornerback. They got Trufant. Like let's let's go. Let's let's build our team for the stretch run. Now that I care about it again, and <laughs> the Seahawks are going to kick their asses. So it's just going to keep the whole thing rolling. Russell Wilson's too good. Their defense is so bad they made Jared Goff look good in this last game. And I just completed a blockbuster trade with one co-host, Dan Hartigan, for a straight swap of Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. I gave away Patrick Mahomes not knowing he would be injured. Yeah, you did. I knew that he was not playing as well, that he was hobbled, that he wasn't putting up the numbers that he should be. Something was off. And then his playoff schedule for the fantasy playoffs, very tough. He's got New England. He's got Denver in there. Games that play – teams that play him tough. Yeah, I don't know if Denver – we can't count Denver part two there. That's But true. I hear you. I hear you. Matt Moore beat on his ass. I uh, hear beat you. Beat on their asses. But I took the trade as it was. He and offered then, you that trade. And he did. That's that's the sign of a great negotiator. The per the 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 mark comes to you. Yeah, and that's what happened. He gave me a, a perfectly healthy Russell Wilson. We got into at the this, top of his game. We got into this yesterday. That's a fleecing. He fleeced himself. We got to talk. I about, got fleeced by you. He fleeced himself. I don't know if anybody cares about our fantasy league, <laughs> uh, but I will say, I did sell high on Russ Wilson and he had his worst game of the season. Did That's he not? That's true. But so did Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah. now he's got, but now he's got the Falcons the next week. Yeah, he's going to go off. He's going to go off. And I traded for the number one overall player in fantasy. So, uh, you know, I know he's hurt now, but I thought he was going to... Overall overall preseason? Last season. You So you traded for the overall last season. <laughs> yeah, the guy who is only getting better and was breaking all his own records from last season. Very true. Great player. I haven't watched Back to the Future in a while, but last season isn't this season. You had the number one guy this season. <laughs> the point that I make. That's what selling high is all about. <laughs> the point I make in even bringing up this fantasy situation is just to say the very simple thing. Russell Wilson going to go off on these Falcons. It's going to be bombs away. Their secondary is so fucking bad, and they have to feel like shit. Because they don't even have to be bad with Matt Ryan. Now they're bad with Matt Schaub. That feeling of calm that I was talking about, like that's that's got to be blanketing Atlanta right now. They've just got to feel like, all right, let's just move on. We know our team sucks. We can go on to other business. Plus the Seahawks remind me of the Silverhawks. <laughs> the car, old cartoon from the 80s. Oh, <laughs> shit. So I'm going to go with the Silverhawks. I gotta look this up. Silverhawks by fourteen this week, everybody. Yeah, I don't take a ton from the Silverhawks loss last week at home to the Ravens. They look I mean, like they, they struggle. The, hold on, the Silverhawks look like mechanical space elves. Yeah, just yeah. So that's kind of what the Seahawks remind yeah, you of too. That's, that's clean. They wore tiny shites, tiny like metal suits, and they could fly. And they are ripped. Yeah, like even all eighties cartoons. Yeah, even the girls. A lot of muscles. All right, next next game we got is uh, Broncos at Colts. Uh, yeah, again another team. It's time for the Broncos to sell. They're going to get rid of some of their good players. I think you got Chris Harris has been on the on the block. I mean, teams are going to call and ask about Von Miller. I mean, I, I, 
And what the fuck is John Elway's deal going to bat for Joe Flacco every week and just being like, that's my guy. I'm, we're going to figure it out. Like, just throw that dude under the fucking bus. He did he the sucks. same shit with Trevor Simeon. He's, he is that guy. He can't pick quarterbacks. It's starting to sound more like it's him and not the quarterbacks who's at fault here. It's, it's definitely – he's the common denominator here. He just doesn't know what a good quarterback looks like. He just – he should go out there for a season. That should be his I think punishment. He's been he's been working these guys out with the um with the Koosh ball. Remember that Koosh? <laughs> that, the long that, distance yeah, ball? Yeah, the 90 yard he, yeah, with yeah. the tail. It had the You can't tail work out these guys with the Koosh ball, John. <laughs> I know that's the you're the namesake of it. Also, maybe John's just protecting his own legacy. If a bunch of people are ass after him, everybody's like, "Man, that Elway guy, that guy was special." <laughs> The vortex. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. The well, vortex. then why? It's. I mean, I. I would love for John Elway to be that kind of a dickhead, but he's he signed Peyton off rip. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I got. We can't forget Peyton. Peyton's place. I just feel bad for Von Miller. Remember when Von Miller was the guy? Remember when he was in all the Old Spice commercials? Yeah. He's a fucking forgotten man. Glasses and hats. Now it's like, um, man, the the Broncos' Twitter is just, it's just so sad. Broncos, Colts. I'm gonna go classic horse race. I'm gonna go with Secretariat. <laughs> you guys see that Eric Ebron catch? That was beautiful. That was a beautiful catch. Do you see what Adam Vinatieri said about it? He said that was one of the top 25 catches I've seen. And then Ebron responded, "That means a lot since you've been playing for 85 years." Yeah, you've seen a lot of catches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Adam Vinatieri need to go home. He really needs to go home. Whatever is happening with him and his wife. They need to fucking stop it. Bring this man home. Yeah, I remember thinking Morton Anderson was old. This guy's old. Yeah, you're too old. Shit's ridiculous. But the Colts are good despite you. And they're going to roll against your beloved Broncos. Has there ever been an active player whose hair was that white? No. I don't think so. I mean, we were all little kids when this dude was drafted by the Patriots. This guy was kicking in like ninety five. Yeah, nobody with white hair. He he could play like a cool Santa in a commercial. You know, he's like the Lexus commercial Santa. Adam Vinatieri was was kicking before was the that internet. Doseki Santa. <laughs> yeah, the most interesting Santa. <laughs> All right, next up we got Bucks at Titans. Bucks coming off the bye week. Titans coming off that amazing victory over the Chargers. Jamel Titans. That's kind of your adopted team this year. How'd you feel about it? I think the offense looked re-energized. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, we just we just needed a shot in the arm. Uh, much like when you have a cardiac event, you just need a shot. No, I don't. I don't got anything else. Hey, Tannehill looked good. He was getting rid of it quick. He just looked like a quarterback who knew what he was doing. Got Derrick Henry back going. That end of that game was ridiculous. Something was off there. A couple of those fumbles weren't fumbles, but we will take the dub. We will take the dub. Titans up. I think the Titans will win because the Bucks, like James Winston, is an interception machine. So he either, I don't know. That's friendly though. That's giving away the ball. I think he's making up for. <laughs> I think he's trying to make up for all those shoplifting charges, man. He's just trying to give back. Yeah, that's right. So I'm gonna go with Titans and the grabby Uber rides. Let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah, he's just trying to give back. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. Uh, I think the main take the story for the Bucks right now is Chris Godwin. 
I mean, he's the he's leading in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, even with Mike Evans lining up next to him. Mike Evans, but yeah, it's crazy. Godwin is just going off this year. Hmm. But you do have Jameis giving it away. So we all like the Titans there. Uh, moving on, we have Cardinals at Saints. Cardinals are on a three-game winning streak. The Cardinals are on a three-game winning streak. Mm. What? Wow. With that little tiny dude. Yeah. Kyler Murray is smaller than all of us in this room. Hmm. Cardinals Saints. That's a very religious matchup. <laughs> We're fine. Wow. There's a theme to all these. <laughs> this is a weird week. I'm going to go with Keanu Reeves from Constantine. Hey. That's clean. <laughs> very underrated film. I would go as far as Constantine's a hood classic. Yeah, it's, it's always on TV. <laughs> Great one. Yep. I mean, I, that's a, I agree. I mean, Constantine sounds good. Saints will win. <laughs> Is this Breeze's first week back? Somebody getting touched. Uh, I think it's going to be Bridgewater one more week. And then if he wins again and it, he's 6-0 and in Breeze's absence, I know Breeze is the guy, but oh you got to start thinking about what if I mean when you're all you're doing is winning. Yeah, you're and Breeze winning. comes back and throws a couple picks and looks and struggles. You got to think about putting Teddy in. There. You're winning because you have a team that can win without Drew Breeze sometimes. Like Teddy Bridgewater is an average to above, slightly he's, above he's average quarterback. He's playing pretty good. He's a Jacoby Brissett who can play well because the team is well-constructed, but you would rather have Andrew Luck, and that's the situation with Drew Brees. You'd always rather have Drew Brees. Drew Brees knows the offense better. He knows how to where to put the ball. He's a savvy veteran. You can't have Teddy Bridgewater in the fucking playoffs. What are you, insane? He got I mean, the cooler last name, though. He does. Andrew Brees. Brees is pretty cool. I mean, his playoff record, I mean, he hasn't really done anything since 2008. When they won the Super Bowl, I mean, you got it just in the NFC Championship, game. right? And lost it. Well, because the officiate, the officiate, yes, sucked, they got fucked. and they had flags instead of little bags of shit, and that was the problem. <laughs> I agree that last year's Saint, last year's Saints team was one of the best Saints teams they've had, and Drew Brees was great. But at some point, you got you got to see what the the guy who just keeps winning is going to do. Um, yeah. All right, next game we have Bengals at Rams. The Rams kind of went all in on uh, this Jalen Ramsey trade. They, what did I see? The the um, the Rams right now haven't had a first round pick since 2016. Don't have one until 2023. This is a new way to build a football team. You always say, "Oh, we're going to build through the draft." This team is just trading every asset it has for good players. Now, it's going to be interesting to see if they. If they don't make the playoffs or if they're an early exit, just what the fallout's going to look like and how you just – they're paying like eight dudes almost 80% of their salary. It's going to – this team is going to look weird in two years. Well, before we even talk about the game, we have to have Yusuf tell us what the commonality is between these two teams. The Rams and the Bengals. This is a very uh, – like an animal type of – like an animal battle. Like you got – Tigers and mountain goats. I don't know. Uh, that's not an easy win for that tiger. See, the problem is the game's in fucking London. So uh, anything uh, could happen. That's like the Rams should win by 100. But because it's in London, I, I got to give the Bengals a chance. Even though I think, I think no matter the result, 
the entire Bengals organization should be deported. We send them to London and then make them stay. Dude. Then there's just no more Bengals. Can't find their passports. Yeah, what do you think? We take all their passports while the game is happening. <laughs> now the Bengals just live in London and they have to like solve crimes out there. It's kind of like a Josie and the Pussycats kind of thing we can make them do. Well, nobody miss them. They ain't nobody cared about the Bengals since Iggy Woods. Exactly. Exactly. And Dalton has that kind of chalky sort of British complexion. He could fit right in. <laughs> uh, I saw this. The Bengals are being outgained 1,323 to 370 on the ground this year. Yeah. They're being outgained by 1,000 yards. <laughs> they can't run, and everybody can run on them. That is fucking <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. That is one of the worst. That Oh, my God. But is Todd Gurley – a hundred percent. Like, is he going to keep? Are what are they doing with him? They what paid the him plan? like he's the best player in the league, and that's yeah. fine. He was when they paid him, but you have him now. If you think that he's going to, you know, keep re-injuring his knee if you play him, then what? What's the money going to? Are you waiting for the playoffs? Is that what it is? What's the fucking plan with this guy? And I think everybody is over this whole McVay like super boy genius shit. Man. I think they just like he's just a regular guy who's you know whatever. Yep. <laughs> well, the, I mean, in this last game at the Falcons, watch the whole game. They they were talking about how like oh okay so Todd Gurley he's hobbled. You want to save him? You want to keep him fresh? It's the fourth quarter. You guys are blowing the Falcons out. We're probably not going to see Todd Gurley again in the game. He had like 10 carries in the fourth quarter. It made no sense at all. He's like their third string guy. If you look at the carries, it was mostly Henderson. It's weird what they're doing with him, and I don't know. I just want somebody to tell me what's going on. They could use some C.J. Anderson over there. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Keep bringing him back. That was a big mistake. The Rams is going to pay for letting go of tubby hero C.J. Anderson. Or some other running back off the couch they can get. Where's Beanie Wells? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. Uh, Beanie Wells, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, Beanie. If you're listening, help. <laughs> uh, all right, next, next up we got Eagles at Bills. Uh, the Eagles took a just a – makes you question why you watch the game type of ass whooping on Sunday night. I sat in it. I watched the whole game. I didn't turn it off. I just allowed myself to be hurt and in pain. And I thought about it for a long time. And I want to take a moment and point the finger at somebody who I think I can blame for this mess. Myself. I blame myself. I blame myself for this Eagles season so far. I've been distracted with work, wedding shit, other crap that I have to do. It's October. You I have try like to a watch, wedding every week. I try to watch horror movies in October because I like scary movies. I've been watching these hatchet movies. These movies suck. I mean, this dude is going around in the backwoods of New Orleans killing people with a hatchet. I've had to watch four of these movies. They're not fucking good. The director, Adam Green, he's burnt me four times now. Hatchet 2 is okay. That one was fine. But it's like, it's a diversion from what really matters. And I've been distracted, and it's my fault, and I need to take it upon myself. I need to channel my energies into where it belongs. And I've been thinking about this, and then 
that it's my fault because it clearly is. And then just yesterday, just to fuck me, they announced that there are two more Hatchet movies coming out <laughs> next year. Are you kidding me? Who's paying? Enough for is enough. What guy, I what? can't watch these anymore. I hate these movies. What fucking Fuck. Saudi prince is financing these things <laughs> but as I'm a, a way completist. of laundering blood money? I can't help it. If I start a series, I have to end it, and God damn it, I'm going to watch those movies. I hate all of them. <laughs> Ugh. So you're saying you should be concentrating more on, on willing the Eagles to victory. Yes. I took my opponent lightly. I didn't study up on tape. I wasn't reading the blogs. I wasn't looking at the stats. I wasn't wearing my lucky shirt. I wasn't calling my dad and bitching about the game. It all just didn't happen the way it was supposed to. So, yes, I blame myself. And you, and knowing you as an Eagles fan and how much you hate the Cowboys, last week must have been the ultimate nightmare yes. because you lose against the Cowboys, blown out on national television while simultaneously losing your fantasy game. That is what we would call the ultimate nightmare. But then I look at this matchup, and I think, okay, Eagles secondary decimated, not playing well. Josh Allen comes in, throws for over 300 yards and or three-plus touchdowns. Would that be worse than losing to the Cowboys? No, not at all. Not at all. Josh Allen. I want to just remind you who we're talking about. No, I'm not worried about Josh Allen. Uh, I think he will probably do all of that. They're definitely putting up 30-plus on us. We are just just ass on on defense. They couldn't put away the Dolphins last week. So, I mean, you guys have to be better than the Dolphins. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't Jeez, know. Wow, there, there's is, there's bad, trouble man. inside that building. There's some finger-pointing going on. There's Somebody's got to stand up and just, like, cuss everybody out. And it's not going to be Doug Peterson. I mean, our coach. He's too busy trying to fuck. He's too busy. He, he wants to fuck people. And uh, so, you know, Zach Brown talks shit on Kirk Cousins and gets cut the next day. And coach is like, oh, that's just not what we do. That's not our Eagles culture. And then Doug Peterson comes out last week, guarantees a win over the Cowboys. What's Where's his accountability? What the fuck? You can just say whatever you want. I know you won the Super Bowl two years ago, but I don't know how long. That, that talisman has left on it anymore. Can we talk about like a playoff contender? Look, I see you running. You're running a little long. You're getting a little long in the tooth, Dan. Go Birds. Uh, Eagles, Bills, Yusa? I like the Bills only because Buffalo wings are less frowned upon than eating Philadelphia Eagle wings. Like Eagle wings are protected. Yeah. This hurts to hear the truth. I don't even need to watch the game now. I know what's right and wrong. <laughs> but I will have some wings during the game. Yeah. Maybe that'll, I don't know, take some of their energies away. Okay, moving on. We got Chargers at Bears. Two teams that people thought were going to be good. Two teams that were made playoff runs last year that now have a red arrow ticking down. What the hell is wrong with both these teams? I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is god-awful. If I'm a Bear, I mean, we've been talking about it all year, but if I'm a Bears fan, I'm just so angry. Their team is amazing, and they have this quarterback who just sucks. Feel bad for him. Yeah, we all we talk about it all the time. One of the worst draft picks in recent memory. Their dog. I mean, I, I, mm, I still got to pick them in this game because the Chargers. The Chargers seem like they should be a more complete team, but it's worse. They don't know how to finish anything. They got a lot of hurt guys. Uh, Melvin Ingram still out. 
Uh, Melvin Gordon's back, fucking up. <laughs> Gotta say Bears in a close one here. Mm. In a real unfun game to watch, too. I mean, yeah. damn. It's going to be like 16 <laughs> to 14, and it's going to be brutal. I'm thinking the Chargers and the Bears. You got LA and Chicago. So let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go gang, gangland. Hell yeah. Traditionally, I would go L.A., but right now, Chicago teachers are on strike. So there's a lot of extra free kids with a lot of gang-banging time. GD. I'm going to go Chicago on this one. (laughs) This show is sponsored by the Gangster Disciples, uh, (laughs) officially. Yeah, the gangbangers in Chicago got a little more free time this week, so I'm going to go with Chicago. I like it. Um, I I wish the best to the Chargers. Shout out to my Lyft driver uh, Roscoe <laughs> from a couple weeks ago. He's still uh, pumping pumping Chargers stuff. He wants Melvin Gordon out of there. Um, I wish you the best, bro. Plus, Philip Rivers don't cuss. You can't have a quarterback that don't cuss. Completely agree. I think I have a quarterback that doesn't cuss. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like Mahomes might not cuss too. Oh, he fucking cusses. He's cussing, dude. You want to do? You want a quarterback who goes to church, but will also curse at practice. That's the balance. <sighs> I think my guy just goes to church. Okay, um, we have Giants at Lions. Mm. Fun. Yeah, we can carry on jo- through this. One. Carry on Johnson got hurt, so you know they have to. I think rely on Ty Johnson. I think he's a. Uh, He's a rookie? Yeah, he's, I think he's the guy who invented Beanie Babies. Yep, T.Y. Johnson. <laughs> That's right. T.Y. <laughs> uh, you know, Daniel Jones, huge lack of pocket awareness. I'm glad that hype has died down. Never never believed in that. Um, yeah, he's easy pickings. This is going to be fun for the Lions. Daniel Jones is terrible. Yeah, yeah. a good get-right game for Matt Stafford to continue his journey, his quest to get his team to nine and seven, he will not stop <laughs> until they get to that. You mean coveted n- nine six and one? Nine Unfortunately, six and they one, have a tie this year. That tie that is such a Lions record <laughs> nine six and one, and it's maybe good. they make the playoffs with that. I don't know, but in that North, I doubt it. The NFC is too good. If they were in the AFC, though, nine six and one might do it. Matt Matt Stafford might want to consider trading himself to the Chargers or some other maybe the. Bengals, some other quarterback needy team so that he can finally thrive because the Lions are just going to be what they are year after year. It's just it's just what being the Lions is all about. I would like to say uh, just a moment to shit on New York. I mean, the Giants are terrible. The Yankees get ousted by the Astros. Knicks basketball starting just to remind everybody how much they hate that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry, New York fan, but uh, your teams still suck. Bagels are good. Yeah, I feel bad for the Lions a little bit. It seemed like they got it right this year. And it all came down to the same shit. Still got beat at home by fucking Aaron Rodgers. It always is going to end the same way. It sure is. We got to get them off Thanksgiving. I think the problem is they don't – I don't even – when I think of Thanksgiving, I don't think of Detroit in any way. I'm not thinking about (laughs) American muscle. I don't think about any of that. Oh, man, Thanksgiving. Hey, uh, Gwen, you want to throw on uh, the, the Slim Shady show? No. I'm thinking Giants, Lions, so my mind goes to George Murison and and Burt Lars, who played the Carly Lions. So I'm going to go George Murison. 
Giants. Giants by seven. Yeah. I think that's Giants by seven. Big George. People of New York are breathing a sigh of relief. There is hope, which is bad, as we've learned. Okay, uh, last early game, Jets at Jags. Wow, Jets just took a horrible 33-0 ass-whooping on Monday Night Football. Couldn't figure out cover zero. Uh, I mean, this is just football 101. You, everybody's covered by one guy. Run some screens, run some picks. This isn't the hardest shit in the world to figure out. They just acted like this is the first time in the world anybody's seen this defense. You're going up against the greatest defense of all time. They beat up on the Jets, the Bills, <laughs> the Redskins. These guys are unstoppable. You can't throw on them if you're a bad quarterback. I was just, I just thought they'd play a real team at some point. And then Darnold, you know, <laughs> the game mono-havers are holding on to all across the world. Who can you believe in more than Sam Darnold if you have Mono right now? He set back the cause of Mono in this country. People, There's a stigma now <laughs> that if you have Mono, you can't play QB. Uh, I will say shout-out Jamal Adams. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to 33 on the Jets defense. I mean, somehow I've watched a couple Jets games this year. That dude is a real baller, and uh, I I wish him well. I hope he gets on a good team eventually. That guy is good. If you ever get to watch the Jets game, watch 33. He is. He's, That's a real player. They look good against us. Jets, Jags. I would say strictly based on uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets got new uniforms. They they changed their shit. They look good this year. But um, I like the Jags color scheme. But then again, the Jets stand for Just Enjoy This Shit. It's a rap acronym. So the Jags must stand for like just all go somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's go with the Jets. Hey. <laughs> two New York teams. Two road New York teams getting the love here on Sorry We Love Football. All right, let's get into the early afternoon games. We got the 1 p.m. Panthers at 49ers. Mm. Niners are undefeated. Panthers coming off their bye week, riding a four or five game win streak with Kyle Allen as their quarterback. Um, this is another one like we talked about with Teddy. Kyle Allen, this dude just keeps winning. He's playing well. When Cam's right, obviously Cam's a better player, but it's like the team is winning. It's when you fuck up the chemistry. There's, I don't know. It's like why bet against something that's working? You know, Cam is, is such a character, such a weird dude publicly that you just wonder how the team could possibly feel good about him, but they have through the years. They've loved Cam, and he's been – you know, a team guy, he's proven that that he does have the support of the rest of the team. So y you can't really go that route as much. What you can say, and to directly contradict what you had just said to start this out, I don't think Cam is a better quarterback right now than Kyle Allen for that team, at least. he's He wasn't throwing well. Whatever's wrong with him, it's not you know, let's sit out a couple weeks and fix it. This has been going on for like two and a half seasons. I mean, he just hasn't been right for a long, long time. They're not running the quarterback sneaks or the draws with him anymore. That used to dominate. He used to get he used to get three yards on every single play at least with that. And, and at the goal line, he was their one guy who could always get you the touchdown. They don't do any of that shit with him anymore. Throw Kyle Allen into a fucking buzzsaw for all you care. He's completely expendable. So you can actually get more mileage out of the dude 
I say start him the rest of the season, see if that helps Cam's arm or whatever the fuck. Can we uh, talk about the other team? I feel 49ers. like there's been some uh, a lack 49ers. of 49ers just respect on this podcast. None of us have believed in this team. I mean, at some point, we have to give it up. The team just keeps winning. Jamel is shaking his head right now. Uh, why? I mean, the defense seems really good. Richard Sherman is – he's got something to prove. And, and yeah, Joey Bosa or is it Nick? Nick. One of them goddamn Bosas <laughs> is going insane. And that's facts. But that offense ain't going to cut it, boo-boo. Fuck out of here. You only put up nine on us? I know it's raining, but I said it last week. I needed to see them beat us in a very convincing way. And it was actually one of the worst games of football I ever watched. Can't bode well for their playoff uh, feel. I just feel like they're just going to run into something. They might lose this game to the Panthers. The Panthers are exponentially better than we are. And through the transitive property, they got a chance. I don't want to be a 49ers fan, but in this case, I'm thinking 49ers versus Bobby Seale, Huey Newton, and them. Uh, Oh, right, right, right. I would have went with the Panthers, but then, you know, Huey Newton started doing crack. So I gotta go with the Forty ers So you, the government made him do that crack, man. That wasn't him. Yeah, that wasn't Maybe. him. So you're favoring, <laughs> you're you're favoring eighteen hundreds prospectors. Yeah, yeah, gold seekers, gold seekers over crack crack adult black leaders. Yeah, yeah, he's doing late Panthers. This isn't prime Panthers because that is also a trans. This is late in the Panthers regime. Cam's hurt. Huey was on crack. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody really talks about how that Panther on the helmet is black. <laughs> it's a Black Panther. That's yep. true. Aren't all Panthers black? I I it's it's like up. some blue ones or some shit. There's blue Panthers? I think they're doing blue. That's like Cartoon Panther? Yeah. I know Pan <laughs> Panthro was great. Yeah, I might have I been thinking of Panthro <laughs> yeah, from Thundercats, but uh, whoops. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep riding the Niners. I like that team right now. I, I really think they're in a good groove. and it's, It reminds me of that 2017 Eagles season. I mean – when a team's just having fun and kind of fucking around on defense and just everything seems like in harmony, like that, there's something going on there. Everybody believes they're drinking it. Panthers can be dark brown. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to look that up after the show. Okay, another early game, Raiders at Texans. Um, the Raiders' schedule, let's talk about that real quick. This is their last five games. Excuse me. Yeah, last five games. Road game, road game, home game in London, road game, road game. Damn. Gotta love it. That is fucked up. We're talking about this Patriots schedule. They don't have to play anybody. The Raiders haven't played at home in months. Well, if the Patriots are going to get the the best schedule of all time, somebody had to get fucked. Obviously, it's the Raiders. Come on. You know, I feel like Bill Belichick is sitting in on the scheduling. (laughs) What if he is? I bet they let him in there. Yeah, wouldn't be surprising. I might sound crazy for saying this after Rodgers just went off on this team, but I think the Raiders are making progress and going in the right direction. I mean, that da- that Derek Carr play swung the game. He's the third time I've seen him do this where he dives in the end zone and fumbles out the back for a touchback. He's got to just stop that shit. Um, they were every bit in that game. They were going up 14-10 at that point, and it just changed the entire game. Offensively, they look fine. 
they look like they know who they are and they can move the ball. Their defense needs work. They lost perfect to a suspension for the whole season. That good safety, who is a rookie, got uh, he's out for the year. Obviously, they lost uh, fucking Mac in the trade. So they've lost some good defensive assets, but the Raiders appear to be on the right track. Yeah, it's a shame Burfitt got sent to Arkham. But I don't think he was going to make their defense any better. Their defense is dog shit. It's actually the offense that's playing decently, and it's mostly because of their O-line. Their O-line's been playing really well and has been keeping Carr clean because uh, that dude couldn't do it on his own. All right, because they got rid of their old-ass uh, right tackle, Donald Penn, and gave him to us. Is that why? <laughs> they finally got some real linemen in there? I know what they're there? doing that's to good. the Raiders, too, as far as putting all those role games. They're getting the people used to them not being in Oakland no more. So, like, hey, man, you don't, you don't – just get used to it now. No more <laughs> no more Raiders. Just yeah, play true. Them they do, yeah, get them out of Oakland as much as you can. Because when they come Raiders. back – I mean, is their last game in Oakland? No. <laughs> also smart. <laughs> I wouldn't want – you don't want to end it there. They might flip the stadium over. I think the Texans are probably going to win this game because the Raiders can't play defense and the Texans have a pretty good offense. And I don't know if the other side of it is as lopsided because you've got a Texans defense that's fine. It's not really that good. But stopping Derek Carr from doing something self-destructive isn't really that hard. You just stand back. Let him fuck things up on his own. He's pretty good at that. And he has a weirdly tiny head. Definitely does the Raiders because traditionally they have more weapons. Like Texans normally would have like two six shooters. Raiders <laughs> have swords, hand knives, little guns, long guns. Raiders got all type of weaponry. Yeah, they do have little gun, little 22s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the Raiders. And I'll be thinking about like Tuscan Raiders too, like the, you know, Star Wars, the little dudes with those guns. Yeah, they got a variety of different kinds of Raiders. There's only yeah. one kind yeah. of Texan. What yeah. kind of Raiders are they? And I'm thinking your Sammy Lee Sam type. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next game. Last early game Browns at Patriots. Woo! Yusuf, how you feeling going into this? You're taking on. I'm gonna tell a- you this: every year the Browns win one of those. How did they win those games? I think this is our. How did we win that game? Game. I expect us to beat the the Patriots and our my favorite ex Brown Josh Gordon can't stay off the drugs. But oh yeah, yeah. Josh As Gordon's a, return. He's my favorite ex Brown. That's the only. Usually when we leave, leave, like players leave, I don't give a fuck about them at their whole life. But I'm still got my eye on Josh, man. I like Josh. I'm sad. I miss, I miss Josh. Man. As a Browns fan, we've we've bandied this question about. But as a Browns fan, what is Josh Gordon's drug of choice? What is he abusing? I think I think he liked to do heroin. Whoa. <laughs> Cocaine. He does hard drugs. That dude. I watched the thing about him. He do. It's not just weed and like a bump. He do some shit. <laughs> do pills, all kind of shit. <laughs> and still go out and get 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, just off of pure talent. Like By whoever crazy. the Browns quarterback was at the time. Yeah, yeah. 1,200 yards and 10 games with spurt, uh, Seneca Wallace. Like, that was crazy. Like, that dude is really good. Too bad, man. But, yeah, I'm, I think this is our upset of the year, our, our one upset of the season. I think America will be rooting for you. This uh, Patriots team, historically good on defense at, at this time in the season. They're on pace to be – I think they are ahead of, like, the 85 Bears. And th- they literally, on paper, are the best defense of all time at this point. So we need teams to start blowing them the fuck up. 
Please score 30-plus points in this game, They definitely got to be the only team with twins starting on defense. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, they let them have twins. That's pretty Jesus. cool, man. I ain't going to lie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, twins should be together. And, I mean, Baker had, what, five turnovers a couple weeks ago? Man, and that Can't get worse one, than that. And a lot of those interceptions, uh, sometimes they're the receiver's fault, sometimes they're his fault. But in the last one was his fault, and one of them was the receiver's fault. So it's like, it's bad, man. Yusuf, what do you think they tried to correct in this bye week that they just had? What's Freddie Kitchen's messin? What is Freddie Kitchen's message to this team? Well, I don't know what his message is, but everybody probably telling him, "Hey, man, just give Nick the ball. Yeah. Run, run, pass. Classic offense. Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. That's all you got to do. Madden '95 offense. <laughs> Not wrong." Um, if we had to talk about Browns versus Patriots as mascots, uh, how are we feeling here? You guys got that little elf guy yeah, who is taking on a Patriot. The that guy. mascot you're going to choose, you're going to go with a dog? Mm, see, it's hard because Christmas Addicts was a Patriot. Whoa. That's true. But this he was is true. also a Brown. And he was a Brown. I'm torn. <laughs> I want to go. I got to go with the elf. The, the Boston Massacre being referenced on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, this, that is what this game will be, and <laughs> it's going to be uh, a rough time, although we are all rooting for the Browns and hope <laughs> to God the Browns pull this one out. Uh, this this might just be a repeat of the 1770, I'm going to say one. Five, four? R.I.P. Christmas addicts. <laughs> I was going to say, Christmas got popped first. Yeah. Took the first book. How about that? 1770. 1770? I was off by Early. Pissed. I minored yeah. in history. Yeah, I'm definitely going with my Browns this week. I can't not. Dog pound? Let's go. Okay, Sunday night game. Man, this one was shaping up to be a fucking epic shootout. And now we don't know what's going to happen. It's Packers at Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers last game. 25-31, 430 yards, 5 TDs, 158.3 pass rating. That's perfect. That's he threw perfect. the belt on. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, he's is he playing as well as he ever has? Statistically, yes. I don't know. I test if he is. Um, Rogers and Mo- that new coach are figuring it out. Um, they're coming in hot. I mean, the Chiefs D got a little better last week, but this is a real test. Yeah, it's a real test. It's not against Joe Flacco and the worst line in the league. The Chiefs are for the next three weeks or four are a defensive team, and that is the worst possible statement that I could make going into this game and then the (laughs) Vikings game. These are two guaranteed losses. I've accepted the fact that I'm going to have to sit there and watch the Chiefs lose a couple games while also hoping that their division opponents will also lose games, which they have been doing, so it's been actually quite nice. We're going to win the division, go 10-6 and or however many we can sell. Maybe it's even 9-7. and Because this kind of bullshit where we have to start Matt Moore and he, you know, drive after drive just stalls out at the 50-yard line and then get walked all over by better quarterbacks than Joe Flacco. And then Patrick Mahomes comes. He's fully healthy. He's bionic now. He can throw 150 yards with no vortex. And he will will dominate the last five games of the season. But until then, 
it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough sailing. Just don't. These are not the Chiefs, okay? What you're about to watch on Sunday night are not indicative of the Kansas City Chiefs and what we stand for. Why not though? It's just one player. You but could ask him to do some stuff. Well, you know, you take Aaron Rodgers off of the off of the Packers, and we saw what happened with that with fucking Brent Huntley, Brett Huntley uh, starting games, and they fucking sucked. And they got the 14th overall pick this season because of it. And if we had to start Matt Moore for the rest of the season, that is what we would do. But since it's only a couple games, let's just write it out. Let's just let's just watch the Brent Hundley level Chiefs suck it up against real quarterbacks who actually start for their teams. And maybe we'll learn a thing or two about how to play defense in the process, and then it'll all come together. It'll I will all say, come together for the uh, for the stretch run. I will say something. Andy Reid has a knack for game planning with these backup quarterbacks. When McNabb used to get hurt, we'd have A.J. Feely come in, Coy Detmer come in, uh, some McMahon come in, and these guys would look fine. The I don't scheme, want to hear this. This doesn't make me feel better. You want to win games. I That's all we, you want to do. I <laughs> hope we win games, but like I said earlier, the pressure is off. Knowing that I'm not we're going to pressure lose, on. Knowing that we can lose. That's the best feeling of all, is when you have a great player on your team who's injured and you get to watch your team lose without feeling guilty about <laughs> without feeling like the media is going to dog on you for being a bad team because it's not your fault. Everybody knows it's not your fault. You don't have Mahomes. Yeah. Plus... You know, they're playing a little super loud. I'm going to go with the, the, the Packers only because – no, 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 I take that back. I'm going to go with the Chiefs uh-huh. only because they're an underdog. And I like rooting for the underdog. They playing at home. And the Packers sound like a job. <laughs> That's like the Green Bay shipping in receivers or something like that. I don't I don't like Packers. They could have been more creative. So, I, But the Chiefs, Chiefs could be like the boss of the Yeah, that sounds like the bo- – yeah, there you go. So, so the Packers will beat their insubordinates. Or well, now I believe. <laughs> now I believe we can take this one. Yeah, they'll beat their subordinates. Monday night game, last game of the week. Uh, it's not a good game. We have yeah, the Dolphins bad. at Steelers. That's bad. Wow. We should they continue. They continue to to put make us sit through bad games. That shouldn't be allowed. It's the last game of the week. They're changing the schedule around all the time already. Fucking figure out how to get one of these other games. Why isn't Browns Patriots then? Who cares? Any Raiders, Texans, any other game on the schedule but this game. How have the Jets played two night games already? Quarterback got goddamn mono. I will say the Dolphins are going to win. Uh, they, they, oh. I think they're, I think they're getting a vibe. They're catching a vibe. Uh, their last, uh, there's only three charity posts of their last twenty <laughs> Twitter posts. So I think they're, they're feeling good about themselves down there. Go Dolphins. Some Finn's love in the house. That's a hard game to watch, man. I don't even think if the one of those teams signed Kaepernick, people would watch this week. That's a, just a bad <laughs> That's a bad game to watch, man. I'm going to go with the Dolphins only because I just saw a Ray Finkel jersey at the mall. That's pretty good. <laughs> if, if the Dolphins did sign Colin Kaepernick, Mason Rudolph might shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have a You ain't gonna take conflict. my chance. <laughs> You've got mail. All right, moving on. Let's uh let's do the mail bag. Uh we got a bunch a big pile of mail here in the room. Uh full full disclosure. Uh we lost the end of this episode. 
due to a battery malfunction. So we're picking this up. We are without our guest. So uh, shout out Yusuf Ali for coming on. Thank you so much. Go Browns. Uh, let's read some mail. Dan, you got a piece of mail? I do, of course. I'm just going to dig out. Let's go to the bottom of the bag here. All right. Here we go. Hey, guys. Love the show. Now, I'm just a regular guy. Definitely not on the team. But I have a very reliable source in the Eagles locker room who wants to know how people feel about Carson Wentz. Doesn't seem like a leader. Why isn't he throwing more to Alshon Jeffrey? That guy is a fucking stud. You just have to throw it up to him and he'll catch it. What's so hard to understand about that? Maybe they should make a call to Jacksonville, see what their backup's up to. That guy knows how to chuck it deep instead of just reading his Bible all day and whipping himself whenever he gets an erection. Signed, a totally anonymous person. Who's clearly Alshon Jeffrey. Um, and you know, he's not wrong. I think that Alshon has a point. Uh, I don't know if you saw the local Philly stories. Uh, there's been a mole or an anonymous source coming out of the locker room. It's obviously what Danny's referring to. I don't appreciate you attacking me during the letter. Or, or whoever wrote this letter feels personal. Stop attacking me. It's just a regular guy, man. That's all it is. Jamel, do you have a letter? Let's, let's move past this Eagles crap. I most certainly do. Uh, got a letter in today um, coming in from your backpack in second grade. It's a folder of pogs. Uh, hey, what's up? It's been a while. Remember when you traded an eight ball to Mark Elwood for two poisons and a clear slammer? That was a really bold move, man. And it changed the lunch dynamics for the rest of the school year. Uh, so which midseason trade will have the biggest impact? Do you think he, the Pogs, right like Yoda? You traded a slammer during a game. I got a slammer. I gave up one eight ball. This kid, uh, you know, he didn't have any eight balls. He had all the poisons. You know, those slammers have only increased in value, right? I mean, they've got to be in the millions of dollars by now. I mean, sure. If I uh, clear a completely translucent, light red clear slammer, whoo, that's more valuable than uh. What, like Nextel? Speaking of Nextel, the Pog shops became Nextel shops, became weed shops, now became vape shops? Is that the lifespan of the little corner store that sold Pogs? I, I don't know. I would I prefer to keep them at weed shops. I think we stopped there. We struck oil. We can stop digging. True. Yeah. It's either, it's either weed shops or uh, weed card recommendation uh, spots. Do you call those spots? Is that a doctor's office? Doctor. It's not a fucking doctor. So in answer to the question, the uh, the trade that will make the most impact, I don't know, fucking Jalen Ramsey. It seems maybe Marcus Peters. It's the only trade I can even remember. They just got Emmanuel Sanders into San Francisco. As we all know, we don't buy San Francisco. So I'll go with one of those cornerbacks. Lock down that Rams D. Yeah, I'm going to say it was Marcus Peters to the Ravens. I think that's a big move. I think they were already they already had the division locked up. That'll probably win him a playoff game. Marcus Peters. I'm going to go the other way and say Emmanuel Sanders is a big deal. If he's healthy, he's been very productive in his career. Got some fart noises going on. But uh, the Rams running game is obviously working. 
Um, if they can figure it out through the air, I mean, their te- that's a complete team. I mean, Kittle is being double, triple covered right now. So if they have any sort of threat on the outside, um, they're just going to have options. And that's why they made the deal, if he can stay healthy. Okay, I got one. It says, let's see, Dear Satan, I'll do anything for one more Super Bowl before I die. I know I don't have much of a soul left to offer, but just tell me what you need me to do. Need somebody killed? Consider it done. I imagine there's a bunch of paperwork. That's fine. Have a team full of people who can handle it. Lying, stealing, cheating. Let me know. I'm your guy. You owe me one for blackballing Kaepernick. Desperately signed, Jerry Jones. I believe he made a deal with the devil this year. Now, Jerry Jones, he probably knows the devil. He could be one of the 32 owners, actually. There are several owners, I suspect. Top of my list, of course, Shad Khan. Here's, here's, here's a hot take for you. What if Jerry Jones is just a good guy? What if he's just a good guy trying his hardest? Oh, oh I drafted a couple dudes who like cocaine and hit their girlfriend a little bit. I'm trying to rehabilitate these men. I think we have concrete evidence that he's not a good guy. Um, I'd lo- You know what? Next show, we'll, we'll kind of go through some things. Final thoughts. Lamar Jackson's 22 years old. I think this dude's amazing. And it just goes to show you that teams can turn it around and like just like that. I mean, they had Joe Flacco just last year, and now you have a, an amazing young quarterback who's the future. I mean, the 2020 QB market looks like Dolphins, Titans, Bucks, Broncos, Bengals, Bears, and Raiders. Possibly Raiders. I don't know if they're stuck to the Raiders or to uh, Derek Carr, but oh boy, Danny, final thoughts. Love that. Anybody can turn it around at any time, uh, except the Raiders and the Broncos, of course. I was just watching that Rams-Falcons game this weekend in its entirety, and one thing I noticed, there was yet another, in a slew of these this season, of an audible fuck. Someone said fuck in the broadcast, and I got to give a big shout-out to the censors for not being quick enough on the button because they are making this league a lot more fun this year. I've heard several fucks. There was a fuck, a prominent fuck, in the Texas Chiefs game. Carlos Hyde breaks through our poorest D-line into the end zone and says they can't fucking stop us. And, yeah, that hurt, but the cursing really made it more palatable. Just knowing at any moment we can hear an F-word, an S-word, maybe even the C-word. Maybe somebody's got the balls to throw out a big C this season. But uh, big ups to the people still cursing out there on the field, keeping it real. That's my final thought. I mean, cursing is the best thing about this fucking shit. Uh, My final thought is pretty simple, man. You're not going to stop watching, so uh, just do your best to take care of yourselves. Uh, Remember to focus on your breathing when things get tough. Uh, Hold your loved ones near. And uh, thanks for listening. We're sorry. Sorry, everyone. Incredibly sorry.